Welcome back to Dial H for Hero Clicks. This is episode 213. I'm your host, Chris Britton, so let's go! Dialage for HeroClicks is brought to you by CoolStuffInc.com, where you can find cool stuff in stock every day, including all of the latest HeroClicks singles and sealed products, so check them out at CoolStuffInc.com. Joining me in the studio again for another rodeo is my sexy ranch hand co-host, Calder Ness. What's going on, man? Howdy, howdy. Let's get rowdy. Let's get rowdy by starting off this week with what made us happy. Uh, I'll just go ahead and start off, man. So, uh, last week didn't get to talk about it too much, but I went to a combination of things. I went to the last, I guess, SodatCon, because I've got a really cool cosplay anime convention. And then I also went to WWE Super Slam, which is the first live wrestling event I've ever been to, and it was just super cool. I loved it so much. So, I want to ask about your cosplay, because I got to see the pictures, but in case you out there in podcast land have not logged on to Facebook or Twitter and followed us, you need to do that, first of all, but second of all, you get to see cool content that we put out throughout the week. Calder, tell me about your cosplay. So, my costume was something I've been wanting to do for a really long time now, and it was the comedian from The Watchmen, and I was just, like, super excited to finally... Like, be someone who I've always, like, loved. I love The Watchmen so much. The comedian is a character who really, like, stuck with me. It's interesting. Like, he's a weird opposite, but same as the Joker with how he has the same mentality and chooses to do things. Uh, the costume is fun to put together. There's a lot of foam work. I got to make molds of guns and cast and mold and all this other new stuff I learned how to do just for this costume, how to work with this weird material, like, for his, you know, weird stripes kind of lined uh, body armor he wears. And overall, it was just awesome. And it was cool because you can kind of act weird as the comedian. And it's it's fun. Did you uh, – it looked like in the pictures – by the way, it did look really good. Uh, I didn't get to formally say that to you. I just, I'm just pretty sure I liked it on Twitter or something. Oh, but, appreciate it. But it did look really good. Did you – it looked like in the picture you were up on a stage maybe? Or oh. was that – Always, always compete, no matter how like much work you put into your costume. Actually, sorry, I'll, I'll take that back. Competing is super fun. If you put a lot of work into your costume, you want to really show it off. Go ahead and compete. I did win the uh, Spitfire Award. That is given to people who like stay in character, I guess, is the way to put it. Like people who really radiate like, how their character acts and kind of portrays them either up on stage or with the judge interview. So, yeah, I competed in the competition, got the Spitfire Award, and that was, just, that was a lot of fun. That's sweet, man. Well, I'm glad you had a lot of fun, and seriously, go out there and check out the pictures of Calder in his cosplay. It's always really fun to cosplay. I've done it in the past quite a few times. I love taking pictures with people. I think it's really fun. Uh, did you get a lot of people that asked you for pictures? No one knew who I was. It was crazy. What? I was like, what? What is this? So there were mostly anime like people there that were there for anime. What a bunch of weaves. But anyways... I got two people who were like, you're the comedian from The Watchmen. I got out of picture. And everybody else was just kind of like, you're from that Watchers movie, right? I'm like, I'm not. <laughs> the Watchers movie, yeah. Same you're thing. the Joker, right? I'm like, you know I'm not. Why would you say that to me? Nailed it was, it. yeah, it's super, I mean, like, you're half right. Uh, no, it was super weird how some people, like, just don't know who you are. It's like, it's been so long since I've seen that movie. 
who are you? Like, oh, there's some man. people who are like, I know you're from The Watchmen because of the button, but who are you? Wow, that's actually really sad. <laughs> it, I, it is. I love, love The Watchmen. It is one of the best graphic novels ever written, uh, in man. my opinion, for sure, but it's super good. So if you haven't had the chance to go read that, you should. If you haven't watched the movie, you should. And uh, there's an HBO series that's going to be coming out. Is that later this year? That's, I think it's slotted for next year, February of next, next year. year. Okay, well, we'll see when it gets closer what's going on with that. But to move on into what made me happy this week is a little bit in the same realm of what made you happy. I got to go see the Ant-Man and the Wasp movie, and let me tell you, it was fantastic. <laughs> it was everything I wanted it to be, okay? You knew it was going to be stupid. The first one was stupid in a good yep. way, you know? It's... It's Paul Rudd. I love Paul Rudd. If you haven't seen Celery Man, <laughs> you need to go watch that video on YouTube. I'll link that in the podcast notes. Podcast description below. So yeah, yeah. Guys. Uh, you need to go watch that because it's a good way to eat two minutes of your life away multiple times because you'll go back to it, I'm sure. Oh. Uh, but <laughs> Amen of the Wasp was exceptionally well done. Uh, it was a lot different than the first movie, but also in a good way. I don't want to spoil too much of the movie, uh, but here's a fun little fact. When I walked into the movie theater, I'd just gotten my ticket, and they're like, here you go, and handed me a micro-sized comic book. It's a full comic book, but it's only about like two inches tall and a magnifying glass. For you to be able to read the comic book. I was like, this is hilarious. I love it. Did you get one that's of those? So, that's awesome. No, my theater's too small to have, like, oh, giving away free stuff. But that looks super cute. I saw the picture you had. Yeah, I took it uh, in the dark. I didn't want to put that actually on Twitter. I'll take another picture of it in the light so it looks better so you can see what we're talking about or what I'm talking about. But it was really cool. Uh, the other thing that made me happy was today, actually, and uh, after you got back, or after we got back from Origins, and I was showing you around the city of Indianapolis, I showed you those uh, book depositories where you could just like, like oh, yeah. walk up to them, and the public library does this thing in my city where you can walk up and just take books and exchange books and stuff like that. Well. Uh, I love going to these things and browsing through them, and I was walking by one today, and I was like, ah, okay, I'll just give it another shot. And I looked into it, and I had always wanted one of these. It was a copy of V for Vendetta graphic novel. Ooh. I they was put like, a graphic novel in one of those? Yeah. Cool. I was like, yes. So also one of the best graphic novels ever written, in my opinion. I don't know how I hadn't gotten it up to this point, but I did end up with it for free. So I was pretty excited about that. Nice. So, yeah, I had a pretty good week with those two things combined, as well as keeping up with uh, Cloak and Dagger is actually panning out to be pretty good. I'm really liking it. Um, and now Jaylene and I are completely caught up on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So it was just a whole week of, like, <sighs> I really had a really good week this week. So, Huzzah. I know, right? But... We aren't here just to talk about our weeks. We are uh, Dial H for Heroclix. We like to bring you up-to-date information about the game of Heroclix and other nerd-related content. So let's go into our new section. We're going to talk about some nerd-related content. Once upon a time, they made some Street Fighter Heroclix. 
And a lot of people have been wondering where those went, the, uh, the rights to that, and why they never even made another one. And then I got an email today, and it kind of cleared everything up for me. Uh, it's basically dead from WizKid's side, but we did get an email from one of our listeners named Wes, so thank you for that. Uh, it is the Street Fighter Kickstarter for the Street Fighter The Miniatures game, and it basically lays out a grid map, and you can pick little miniature versions of all of the characters, and you can fight them like one-on-one -on -one or two-on-two -two or three-on-three -three or that kind of stuff. It looks pretty sweet. I assume that you care more about this than I do, Calder. Oh, dude, I absolutely love it. So Street Fighter is one of my favorite like all-time fighting games. I just love fighting games overall. And I dug the way the miniatures look for Heroclix. Actually, fun fact, one of the first few things I bought for Heroclix was like an online order of Captain America, the booster set, and then like five or six little Street Fighter ones that were like $6 a piece. Way too much, way too much to pay for this one little pack. But I was so excited. And now there's a new miniatures game. So it's great. So if you're like me and you can't really compete in like the high like evolution style tournaments or anything like that for you know Street Fighter, you just kind of like playing it. You just kind of like the characters and everything, and you have no hand-eye coordination or whatever whatsoever. Then you can play miniatures. I love it. It's awesome. I want to see. Does it, is there a list of like how many miniatures they have like so far? Like who they're playing on making? Obviously, Ken, Ryu, Chun Li. I imagine probably E Honda and Bison for some big final boss shenanigans, but. We can get like a. So here guy. in the it gives you what's what's in my pledge because it is a Kickstarter and it's talking about um, Ryu, Chun Li, Ken. I don't know how to pronounce some of these people's names because I never played it. Vega, Akuma, uh, Bison. Who who's this guy with Z, Z A N G? I can't even read this. Zangief or Zangief, however. Thank you. And then Sagat. Sagat, yeah. Okay. Uh, all of those are going to be in the core box. No deal or dial. And then there's like a little video and stuff like that. But before you decide to go and spend all your money in this I'm already all in, I'm already miniatures all in. game, all my money into it. Kickstarter. First of all, the initial pledge just to buy in is eighty dollars. Um, <laughs> Yeah, or 140, okay. or 280, but that's okay. That's not really that important because they've already had 9,800 backers. They had a goal of $400,000, and they've hit 2 million already. All right, so they should be able to so, pump out plenty of copies and get these to me. Yeah, soon. yeah. Don't don't worry about giving them money. Uh, they they got it taken care of. But anyway, it looks like we're probably never going to get any more Street Fighter hero clicks. That's my guess. And if you do just you love Street Fighter that much and you want to go out and expand past hero clicks, then you can go and probably get this game when it comes out. Uh, moving on from that, something that actually made me exceptionally happy. We got an article from gamesradar.com. It's talking about when the Infinity War movie actually finally hits Blu-ray DVD. There's going to be an extra 30 minutes of footage interwoven into the movie. So you're talking about a three-hour movie now. Um, specifically, the footage is going to be more about Thanos just because I think that they were trying to make Thanos an even more relatable character inside of... Oh, yeah, because he's so relatable. 
You know, there are some people that think Thanos was right. I'm not lying when I say that. Get on the mm. internet. You spend five minutes looking at people debating this movie. They're like, yeah, that sounds about right. Wiping out 50% is better for the whole. So they're of that mentality. But, All right. Yeah, we're not here to discuss I'm not gonna the, debate that. the philosophy of whether Thanos was right or wrong. But what you do need to know is if you do pick up this copy of Infinity War when it does hit Blu-ray, uh, not only is there going to be more deleted scenes and stuff like that, but the, there's a, basically a director's cut of a three-hour movie on top of the deleted scenes, which I don't know about you, but when I uh, buy these Blu-rays, I, I personally buy them mostly for the deleted scenes and the, like the gag reels and stuff like that, yeah. stuff that you're not going to see in theaters. Well, this is just amazing. I'm so excited for this. I want 30 minutes of the footage just to be a Thanos mix. It's like, you, you, you should have aimed for the head. Bop, bop, snap, 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 snap. <laughs> Something like that. Just like, then it just ends up perfectly balanced. It's all things should be. A couple of snaps. No, but no, this is actually really cool. Uh, Infinity War, I think we all can agree. And we left the theater. We were like, well, is that all the movie you want to show us? Are you sure, Marvel? Okay, we're going to end on that note. So to see a little bit more and to get even more into in-depth with Thanos' character is going to be really cool. It's going to be sweet, so really looking forward to that. I don't know when the release date is. Uh, I don't even know if they have officially announced a release date at this point. So I guess we're just going to see. But I'm really excited for it, really looking forward to that. So um, as always, any kind of link or anything like that that we've talked about for the articles or videos are going to be in the, sh the podcast show notes. So make sure you actually look at those every once in a while, not only – uh, are the notes there? There's also every once in a while I throw in really horrible jokes, as well as uh, all of the patrons, all of our heroes that are donating to the podcast to make sure that this community keeps on chugging along. Uh, they're always in the podcast show notes, and they deserve some recognition. So go out and read their names. Um, and speaking of which. Since we did not allow time for it last week, we are going to do a heroic ranking up ceremony this week. So we only have one person that's actually ranking up in title this week, or this month rather. Um, we have people moving up in the thing, they just haven't hit that threshold to get the next title. So the one and only person that is actually going to get recognized this month is going to be superfan Seth Aaron, who is moving from protagonist actually up to superhero. So it's going to be superfan and superhero or supervillain. My guess is he gets to pick one of the two. He's going to choose supervillain because I kind of know how Seth is. So uh, Seth, let us know what your, uh, your name is going to be for your supervillain. And... Uh, Thank you very much. We appreciate it, and you appreciate, we appreciate you being part of our community. So if you would like your own heroic title, make sure that you jump onto our Patreon. Uh, you will always be formally recognized as your title in the community section as well as throughout the rest of the podcast. We like seeing our community grow, and we really appreciate those of you that are out there that are, are part of the community. Even if you don't actually jump on the community questions and answer and stuff like that, you just want to contribute to the free content that we are giving out to you guys, uh, we would really appreciate that. Either through Patreon or through a direct PayPal link, that would be great too. That is also always in the show notes. So 
It has been a while, but we are going to go back. We're going to do a segment that is actually pretty popular. Some people like it. I assume people like it. They keep tuning into the podcast. Um, but it starts off with this sound, followed by Calder talking. Hello and welcome to the Silver Age, Golden Age, Value Corner of Value. This week, as you know, it was uh, 4th of July week, or it's Independence Day week, for me anyways, uh, for us American listeners. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a little bit of talking about one of, uh, one of the favorite characters I have for that thing, but um, that's just the hint. You don't know. You're not going to know. Maybe you can figure it out, but I guarantee it's not Captain America, which is way out of the realm for me. But before we get into this, I don't want to spoil anything, because you got to figure out whether or not they're worth their value. So, come on. 84 points. No special combat symbols. No range. Doesn't need them, all right? Forget about it. 10 movement charge. 10 attack. Super strength. 18 defense. Toughness. 3 damage. Close combat expert. Goes charge. Hypersonic speed. Charge. Hypersonic speed. Hypersonic speed. Charge. Charge. Which is awesome. It's a close combat beat stick of a dial. You know, right away, charging in. Boom. Hitting them for crazy stuff. Got toughness and 18 defense. I'm going to tell you how awesome this 18 defense is because this character has the Justice Society team ability. Most of these Justice Society figures from this new set, they're about an 18 defense. Let's go on a red tornado of all people. But I see a lot of people run Justice Society teams because they're good and also, you know, Hakeem Thunder is with them too. But here's the coolest thing about this figure. Just when you think they're a close combat beat stick and because they are, I'll admit it, pretty old, you're not going to notice this on the dial, and it's just going to come completely out of nowhere. On clicks 3 and 6 and 7, they have a special damage power that lets them use Pulse Wave with a range value of 8. So they've already charged in, and they can keep charging in. Maybe they're going to hypersonic back, but when they when they have this on their dial, they only have charge, just so you know. I don't think you can hypersonic Pulse Wave anyways, it doesn't matter. But you're going to charge in, and they're going to like start sinking you for damage or whatever. So in the last two clicks... They have Pulse Wave. Now, albeit an 8 attack with 2 damage, but on that third clip, it's a 9 attack and 3 damage. Just coming out of nowhere from the close combat beat stick, boom, Pulse Wave, boom, Pulse Wave. And it can make this 84-point like point figure way harder to kill than it should be. Combine that with Wonder Woman and all these other JSA characters that can let them use their defenses. And already, she has an 18 defense. Who knows if she figured out my crazy cool secret? But the fact that uh, she's got 18 defense mixed in with all this other just society is just a really cool figure. She's super cool, very awesome, and I think everybody's flair just with all the super strength, toughness, close combat with hypersonic speed mixed in, and then just coming out of nowhere with Pulse Wave, it's super fun. Okay, so this is the value corner. You're trying to sell me a value, so if I'm going to go buy this piece outright, what am I looking to spend here, Calder? So let me tell you something right now. Jakeem Thunder, he's going for at minimum like $30 to $25. All right, these Green Lanterns people like to put on their team, they're going for like $25, $30. You know, all this JSA is really expensive. But this chick, she's only $0.35. Cents. I have no idea who it is because I don't play DC. <laughs> it is none other than Liberty Bell. Liberty Bell. What set is that? That is... Let me go back to my Ancient Realms page. See, ours, it's Crisis. Whoa. Yeah, Crisis. All the way back in Crisis. With 
by the way, really good stats for when you think crisis stuff. All right. Like solid. I mean, I know it's like top dial solid, but her defense is really good all the way through with convert reflexes later. And that pulse wave just coming out of nowhere has really, it has caught so many people off guard. I can't even tell you. It's awesome. Oh man, this is back in the day without Oreo dials, and I know there's some or- there's Oreo dial snobs out there. So okay. They're, they're gonna be like, I don't want this. This is hard to turn. So she has the one where it's the weird kind of H thing on the bottom of the dial. Here's the hack for that. They make rings for what was it? It's like it's some weird game that no one plays. Something called like War. Uh, it's like War Screwdriver, some weird tool like that. No one plays it anyways. Who cares? Like 30k. And they make these little rings you can put on to turn the dials. But also, a hack I've seen is they use a 2x4 Lego brick to turn these dials. And they, like the studs of the Lego brick fit in really well. It's hilarious. Life hacks for old hero clicks. <laughs> Alright, well, go out there and pick up Liberty Bell, especially if you are a Justice Society player, or a Teen Titans player. They Actually, she has both keywords. And you can run that. And it's nice and uh, patriotic, maybe for next year's. Absolutely. Uh, your next year's Fourth of July uh, games that are going to be held at your local gaming shop. All right, I have a wonderful segment that I like to talk about, and it starts off a little bit like this. But wait, wow, that looks like a diamond. So hidden gems is actually a segment where we look at figures that way went under the radar when a set came out no one's really talking about it but it doesn't mean they're not good because they're actually pretty good there's a lot of meta stuff and pretty much most of the time everyone's only ever talking about meta stuff and uh we like to give a little uh shine to a little few other characters in the game of hero clicks and i want to talk about a set that just came out and that's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Unplugged, the fourth set for the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles franchise that just came out. And Calder, why don't you tell me, of the set, what came out in the set that you think of when this set came out? You knew Alapex Super Rare is really good. Yep. All the Super Rare Turtles, uh, the Digital Chases. Let me see what else. There's all the Foot Ninjas, and I believe we got a Baxter Stockman. That's like off the top of my head, what I can think about in the set. Okay, well... This does fall into that, but to be fair, 20, I think I did the math, it was like 20 or 21% of the set is foot soldiers, so that that's pretty, you were going to nail it if you said foot soldier. Um, <laughs> let's talk about... But which one, Chris? Which but one? Which one? Let's talk about number, number 13, it's the one carrying around the stick of dynamite. Alright, so let me, let me go into this figure, alright? 15 points... No special combat symbols with the Foot Clan Soldier TMNT keyword, TMNT villain keywords. Okay, it does have four range, one bolt. Uh, it has three clicks of life, three clicks of life for 15 points, which is actually really good. Uh, starts off with a trait: swarm at the screen's edge. When Foot Soldier would be KO'd, roll a d6 and add the number of other friendly characters KO'd this turn. If the total is five or more, instead turn this character to click number one and place it in your starting area. So, even if you don't want to run like an all TMNT like team or anything like that, it does have the soldier keyword, which is a very popular keyword. This would be a really easy figure to fit on to a soldier theme team. Uh, and because of that, 
it will still it still has the ability to trigger its trait if you only roll one. You just have to roll pretty well. But even then, they kill it, and you roll, and if you roll well enough, you just got your character back on top dial. That's pretty good. So that's good. But that's not why this figure is actually that good. Not why it's a hidden gem, okay? It's to ha it has a special speed power and a special attack power. The special speed power gives him sidestep. When Foot Soldier uses it, it can only move in a direct path. So that's a little weird, but it's called 2D movement, so that's kind of funny. Here's where it gets dumb. The special attack power is called Dynamite. Gives him energy explosion. When Foot Soldier uses it, hit characters of 60 points or less can't make attacks during their next turn. Let's reread that because it just says hit characters. It does not mean that you need to do damage to them. So for the characters that are 60 points or less and have reducers that can get rid of the energy explosion, that's okay. It still works. It will still trigger this ability and all for 15 points. So it's actually pretty solid. Nine attack, top dial. Uh, it's only 15 points though. 16 defense, which is naked. Two damage, which is also naked. But sidestepping in, not wasting any of your actions for the turn. Four range energy explosion, which energy explosion already for 15 points is good enough because if you do damage, if you do one attack and do two damage with this character, you've already made your 15 points back, let alone all the other cool stuff that it does with its possible coming back and possible making your opponents not be able to attack next turn. I really like the idea of a swarm team with this particular one because you're just not eating up many of the points of your total, and I just think it would be really funny to lock down your opponent. Uh, this is effectively, if you play Magic, this is like blue, just not allowing your opponent to do what they want to do on their turn. This is effectively a counterspell. So it's kind of funny to me. I really liked it. And, I mean, if you hate the 2-bit or the 8-bit sculpts, I, I mean, you're just going to have to get over it on this particular one because it's actually a really solid figure. What do you think about it? I had no idea that there is a foot soldier that just had dynamite in this set. So bravo on the great pick. I would have never even thought of there being a foot soldier dynamite. It makes me think, have you seen that that cartoon or whatever gif or meme it was where it's, I was like, throwing dynamite? You call that a martial art? And then he's like, hey, if it works, it works or whatever. <laughs> uh, this is hilarious. If, if you're playing this for the joke or just for real, I'm sorry, energy explosion, Hit characters, you don't have to deal with damage. Technically, everybody's dealt two damage anyways, which is awesome. But uh, yeah, 60 points or less can't make attacks during their next turn. Oh, it's so gross. So all of those like bystanders, even the ones that you don't damage just if you hit, like if some bystander has invulnerability for some reason, who knows why? Oh, that's nuts. Well, if Not you, even just that, but... If you look, the vast majority of the set is actually 60 points or less. So, oh, inside I mean, its own set. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, inside its own set, it's fantastic. So in a little bit of uh, sealed, this is fantastic. It's a really good piece to pull. Um, I'm clicking through the pieces now, and it, it took me Sergeant Granitor number 16 was the first figure that I ran across that it actually would not be affected by that. Um, so th the vast majority of the set would be affected um, outside of this set, just because the whole of Heroclix has really been 
just lowering point values for like the past year or two. Um, it just affects a lot of characters. A lot that of characters. Insane. So, I, I want so many of this. Yeah, it's really dumb. I haven't taken the time to look at a lot of the other like foot soldiers, like what they do. But I was reading this one today, and I just thought, I was like, wow, that's actually really good. Now, as far as the set goes, I think the Dial H Studio is torn down the middle. I think this set on, our, on average is pretty garbage. But, Calder, you love this set, right? I love this set so much. I cannot wait to go someplace where I can buy just a ton of this set. Uh, I'll probably be super disappointed with my polls, but I'm okay with that for the future, just because I want to, to own so many of these foot soldiers. I'm, I'm loving the sculpts. I'm loving the hilarity that some of the set is bringing. Yeah, they're, they're pretty fun. So I will give them the fact that there are, like I said this before, there are some figures in this set that are actually really good, especially like Alopex. Uh, but this is definitely one of the ones that I wanted to talk about as far as a hidden gem, just because I think it's more, um, it's pertinent right now because people might be playing seals. And then also, I don't think anyone was talking about the dynamite foot soldier. So yeah, really fun, especially on uh, a theme team, which is easy to do with soldier. That's so easy to do. Super easy. And I know how much you love your soldier keyword Calder. One of the best gears in the game. Okay, so that is uh, Hidden Gem, that is Value Corner. We're going to move on to something that we wanted to talk about. Didn't get to talk about it last week, and not all of the set is actually spoiled right now, but we're going to try the best we can to go down through the Batman animated set for because it's dropping pretty soon. People are going to be playing Seals. And we want to go through what we think is a little bit of sealed advice for the set and figures that you need to be looking for or you don't need to worry about or anything like that as far as playing within the set. So is there any piece that stuck out to you that you wanted to talk about? We can jump around in rarities or anything like that. What do you want to talk about within the set? Right now, I'm just going to jump around like crazy. The super rares are where all your beefy guys are, just to name a few, like Bane and Clayface. I think if you pull a Bane, you have a really good shot at winning a lot. You shouldn't actually be wishing so much for a chase. It's just kind of like an overt thing, because the chases, albeit, are good for their trouble alerts. Most of them aren't that great. But what impresses me most about this set is just a few of the just common figures. And I'm just going to talk about them really quick. There's a Batman, 50 points for Plex. There's a Robin, 35 points for Plex. There is a Joker in this set, a common Joker, this is the 0-3 Joker, who is a 30-point prob piece. Already, that's one of the lowest, like, overall in the entire game, let alone in the set. So if you are making a Gotham City, like, underworld team, which is going to be easy, if you pull one of these Jokers, that's 30 points of prob. And that's just amazing. I, I really... I'm really impressed with how good the commons and uncommons are in this set for solid attackers and how there aren't any like terrible figures that you can really pull. Maybe if you get a Lex Luthor as your rare, you're going to be a little bummed because he's not a really high attacking guy. But again, that's outwit leadership combined with the fact that all these commons are good. So uh, we can go talk about more in depth, but that's my overall notice, things I've noticed in this set. Uh, go for it, Chris. Okay, so I want to, I know that I've said this before, we talked about it, we even spoiled the dial, but I just want to reiterate, this is a sleeper piece, okay? Do not neglect the 010 Ninja, alright? 
It's only 25 points. It has a trait. It says at the beginning of your turn, for all characters with this trait, choose a standard power Ninja has printed on this card. Okay. It has printed exploit weakness. It has top dial charge blades with 10 attack and 8 speed. Do not neglect to take out this ninja as fast as possible because you do not want a 25 point piece charging in for four squares and doing six penetrating damage to you. That is so dumb. It only has three clicks of life. So if you are playing against it, keep in mind that it only has three clicks of life. You might be able to take it out before it does something dumb. It also has pin, or not pin, I'm sorry, uh, precision strike on the dial that it can choose. So if you do have one of the characters that has shape change or super senses like DD, then you might want to once again make sure and take out the ninja because they're going to pick precision strike and annihilate your stuff with a 25 point character. It's a sleeper piece for sure. Do not neglect to t take it out when, especially when you're like, oh well, there's these uh, 75, like this 100 point Batman Beyond is on the field. I need to worry about that. Yes, you do need to worry about that, but make sure you just do enough damage to that ninja. You got something? Yeah, I do. Uh, keeping it with the martial artist slash ninja route, Coyote Ken. I don't know if that's how his name is pronounced, but he is a charge blades piece. Uh, he's got five clicks, whatever. He is stealth the entire dial with traded stealth. He ignores elevated terrain and hindering terrain, so he's charging up these walls like crazy. He has a nine attack, sorry, a nine movement, 11 attack with blade, 17 defense with combat reflex, two damage, totally base. Here's what's awesome. A worthy opponent, this is traded stealth, when he attacks a character of equal or more points, modify attack value by plus one. So if he's not going after your cheap support or going after your main, he's going to have a 12 attack on them. But here's what I think is just really dumb. So you just have them charge up, right? Let's say your team sort of grouped together. Someone carried somebody. They both have an action token, maybe. For free, sleep gas gun. Free. Once per game. Give each adjacent opposing character an action token. He's not making a roll. He's not doing anything else. He can charge with 12 attack, try to blades you, see how that goes. And then he can just give everybody an action token that's next to him, albeit it's once per game, but just a free action token, token, token can potentially be charge blades for five damage, maybe only four, but then for some figures in the set, taking one unavoidable is going to kill them. I mean, this is, it. I'm impressed with how stupid, just, eh, there's an action token for you. That's dumb. Okay, uh, I want to move to 26 Joker, so we're looking at only an uncommon, pretty likely to pull it, and he's dumb, dude, like, really dumb. Uh, he does have four range in a bolt, but that's not really important. That's not why you're going to use him. Because what's going to happen with this character is top dial. He has a special uh, attack power, which is smoke cloud. Smoke cloud as free, but only to generate two markers. That's not that cool top dial. Here's where you might get a little bit tricky. This is going to be a horrible, horrible click to hit a scarecrow on two if you are facing it. Click number three. He has that same power I just mentioned. And then also, he gets a special speak power called Frozen with Fear. And it gives him free stealth. And then free, choose a character occupying one of his smoke cloud markers that can't use willpower. That character gains immobile until your next turn. So check this out. If you accidentally knock a scarecrow onto click number three, they can, unless you kill him with something else, 
they can lock down your character the whole game, the rest of the game. He smoke clouds for free and puts a marker in your square, and then he free action gives you a mobile until your next turn. He will do that every turn until you are dead. Okay? So while all the while just pegging you from that four range for two damage. Okay? So <laughs> here's what I'm saying. Don't hit a scarecrow on the click number three. It's when he has both of those power. Well, it's click three, four, and five of his five-click long dial. All right? So don't do that. And then on click five, four and five, he has perplex. So even if it's not him doing damage, getting past those reducers, he's perplexing somebody else on his team to do damage to you. So make sure you do not fall into that trap of doing just enough damage to Scarecrow where he lands on that. Also, he has Mastermind. So they are going to try to position him so he can take just enough damage to land on that. Don't let that happen. Work on your positioning and make sure you take out their mastermind cannon fodder so he can't do that as quickly as you can. For sure. <clears throat> so if you are like some of the venues I have around here, then the sealed you play isn't just pull and then build 300 points. A lot of the venues I've actually went to play a... Battle Royale style of sealed, which is fun. So for me, what's big for Battle Royale, or really any sealed at all, is hypersonic speed. Man, that I absolutely love. It is a power that the old zombie green goblin had, and I think it's so fitting that this man bat has it. Now, it is a super rare, 75 points. He does have quite indomitable, though. His speed power for his top three clicks is strike from above. Hypersonic speed and stealth. When man bat uses hypersonic speed, if the attack roll is two or higher than the target's defense, after resolutions, you may place the hit character of the same size or smaller in any square man bat moved through after the attack. If the character is placed in a square of lower elevation, than it was in deal that character two damage so you can just drop this character all right from you know it's from the sky like oh taking out this building dropping you here and then your team can go ahead and mop them up which is awesome besides that he also has echolocation which is super senses and toughness when he uses super senses increase his result by the number of action tokens on the attacker he's got charge blades later he starts off super senses and shape change top dial and i'm really digging this man path for only 75 points any hypersonic speed is good in seal just like that's always been me like a go-to for me is i really want to have hypersonic speed on my seal team okay uh let's look at rachel ghoul number 34 i did want to talk about this character before when we were spoiling dials because we've actually had this dial for a minute but i, I don't think we got around to talking about it but sh long and short of it is he's actually really really good for 75 points uh, starts top dial with sidestep and stealth that's not really that important. He begins the game with a bystander token called Ubu, which is, I think it's a cat or a tiger something. I don't, I don't remember what it is. Uh, but seven speed with sidestep, ten attack, and close combat expert with one damage is what this, this bystander already has. So he already starts with that. What makes him dumb is he has 11 attack with blades, with indom, with 17 defense, close combat, or combat reflexes, and then he has a special damage power, gives him leadership and mastermind. Uh, when Rachel Ghoul uses leadership and succeeds, so this is a one-third chance. Instead of removing an action token, you may generate a ninja bystander, uh, and you can have a maximum of three of those on the field. The ninja bystanders have uh, seven speed with leap and climb, ten attack with, 
Precision Strike, and 16 defense with Super Senses, 2 base damage, and that's naked. But if they roll pretty well, they could be pumping out ninjas a lot. And these are going to be harassment pieces for sure that could definitely hamper your ability to play the game. If you think you're going to do damage to Raish, uh, you're like, oh, I'll just poison him. Uh, does poison, st do they change that? Does poison, can it be transferred to Mastermind anymore or it can't? I have a pack right here, which is yeah. really awesome. Go ahead and keep talking if you want you to. Look, yeah, you looked that up real quick. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, but Ubu has toughness on top dial with 17 defense, so it can take, I mean, it can evade or ignore the uh, poison damage that is in this set by itself, but it's there as just another tertiary attacker that you get for free at the beginning of the game just for running rage. Stats-wise, he's really good, and then he gets uh, regeneration at the end of the dial, which you would expect because he's Ra's al Ghul and he has the Lazarus Pit. So he's actually really good. Um, I just don't take, don't sit across the table and think that this one's going to be an easy one because he does have sidestep stealth, and he does have, it's going to be 19 defense from close combat. That's pretty dumb. So you cannot mastermind poison because it is not an attack. So that's okay. kind of, I, I remembered that because you can't mastermind shredder damage either. All right, cool. Thank you for looking that up. Uh, but yeah, no just problem. look out for Raish. What do you have? Mr. Freeze. I, I, I want to talk about this Mr. Freeze anyways. He is the second one, the uh, cold winter, whatever the heck it's called. So this is why I like him. He has a trait. Barrier and Force Blast, which is already great. If Mr. Freeze knocked a character back and that character's knockback path was blocked by blocking terrain, he can use Barrier as a free action. But only to generate Barrier markers adjacent to that character, so you can ping somebody. What you're thinking is, though, it's like, well, how many times is Mr. Freeze actually going to be attacking? Well, Force Blast works off anytime a character is damaged, so, which is awesome, just knockback. So he also has Incapacitate. This is a special attack power for his first four quits of his life. When Mr. Freeze uses it and hits, also deal his damage value divided among hit targets. He has six range and two bolts, so you can shoot two people, give them both action tokens, and then deal them one or two damage, however you want to divide it up, and then barrier them if they run into a piece of blocking terrain, which is awesome. So this Mr. Freeze does a lot of stuff. He also has seven clicks of life with invulnerability to the top three clicks. He's a very deep dial for being only an uncommon, I believe, at number 22. And what's cool is he also has regeneration on his last two clicks to get him back up to that top dial. And he has something that's not in a lot of the set, and that's Pulse Wave. So his last three clicks, he has Pulse Wave. I haven't been seeing any at all, like, at all in this set besides on this Mr. Freeze. And Pulse Wave can be huge with some of these defenses with all the combat reflexes, Mastermind, and stuff going around. Not to mention the Shape Chain Super Senses on all sorts of characters. I know that you said he had invul. He is one of the only figures in the set with a good reducer, as as in yeah. higher than toughness. So just keep that in mind. Um, I want to switch gears a little bit and talk about a figure that you don't really need to worry about. So if you play, if you pull this, probably pick something else. Uh, Thirty-seven Nightwing, which is really disappointing because yeah. I I like Nightwing as a character from the animated series. This was my first experience with the character, and they made this. I don't I don't want to say he's garbage. He's not garbage, but he's not good either. Um, so for fifty points, you have one special attack, one special power on the entire dial. It's on his speed. It gives him leap and climb and sidestep, and then free. If Nightwing has 
two action tokens make an attack. Now it does say make an attack, so it does not limit it to close or range. That's okay. Except for he he doesn't have willpower. He doesn't have indom. So he's just going to take two damage in order to act, or he's going to take damage in order to activate this free attack, which you don't really want to do in the first place. His attack is solid. He has 10 attack the whole dial. Uh, he's going to be 19 defense close up because he has combat reflexes with a base 17. Three damage on uh, his top click, but then it goes down to two damage the rest of the dial. He does have precision strike, but that's that's it. This is all this figure is rocking, pretty much. Um, if you do get hit down onto like your very end dial, you have some flurry within capacitate and outwit. So no one really likes late game outwit. I, I personally don't. I don't think I've ever had a character where I'm like, oh, thank God they took damage because now they're on outwit. I've never thought that. Um, so this figure's just not good. Uh, that's actually a really unfortunate pull in compared to the rest of the set. There's a lot of better things in the set to pull than this Nightwing. Uh, he can be very, maybe if you're in a hairy situation and you push him to try to get another attack off, and then, you know, so you can make two attacks in one turn if you decide to push him, I guess. That's sort of cool. Yeah, that's about, I don't know, I think that I wing is pretty bad, uh, especially for 50 points. Uh, I'm going to talk about another super here. I think you, your opponent can waste a lot of attacks on this character if you're smart with it. So Baby Doll, she only has four clicks of life. She has some sidestep. She's only 40 points, though. She's also small. What I like about her is uh, the Kindred Spirit thing. So at the beginning of the game, she's a friendly character. Become Baby Doll's Kindred Spirit. Outwit, but only when she and her Kindred Spirit are on the same click. So there's your top dial, Outwit, as long as they're on the same click. And then when your Kindred Spirit takes damage, she can use Perplex, but only when she and... Uh, blah. They wrote it wrong on this. It's like she in on a different click number. That's that's not English, guys. Sorry, H.G. Holmes. But, uh, but only when her and her Kindred Spirit aren't on the same click number... So that's really cool. So top dial, you get some outwit, and then if your main person takes some damage, you can get some perplex to help boost your defense or your attack or whatever. What I like about Baby Doll and why I think people are going to waste some attacks on her is she only has a 10 attack, 2 damage, albeit she has energy explosion, and when she uses it, characters cannot use super senses, just period, which is good for the super senses that is in this set. But what's awesome is her damage power for her first three clicks is shape change, and when Baby Doll uses it, if she hasn't hit a character this game, she succeeds on a 3 through 6 that's nuts. So you only fail on a one or two for safe change, and you're giving somebody else outwit or perplex the entire game. I really like that. She also has, you know, a potential energy explosion, which can maybe work with her full range and her sidestep. I just really think that your opponent might sink a lot of time or just straight up ignore this piece uh, the entire game. I want to jump back to a common piece that I we need to talk about because of the inconsistency in the history of Heroclix. So, in the past, there have been rulings on figures where it says if you may do something, the ruling was that you had to do that something. Now, I don't know if some judges out there are going to rule it one way or the other, so if you pull this figure, you might want to ask your particular judge real quick how they're going to rule that before you play this figure. Number 14, Harley Quinn. Um, is very, very strange. It's very, very much a wild card random character, just like you would think Harley, Harley Quinn would be. 
But what does she do? Why am I saying this? She has no special powers. She has one trait. A whole bunch of crazy in a pretty little package. At the beginning of your turn, you may roll a d6. If you do, turn Harley Quinn's dial to that click number. She does not return to her initial click. So ask your judge if it's an actual optional thing. It is optional. Um, I've ruled it as optional. I think most tournaments seem to you, do that. You would think. I swear to you, in the past, they have made official rulings on HC Realms where they said, well, it was like orange for like ROC stuff. Uh, orange judges, they're like, well, that means you have to do it. And I'm, I'm sitting there pulling my hair out going, it says may. May means optional. It means may or may not. Yeah. How did you rule that that way? That just seems crazy to me. So make sure you ask because you just don't know. I mean, you may know your judge. I would expect you to know your judge and how they are going to rule. But just be sure because you don't want to be in the middle of a game. And then your opponent go, you have to roll the D6. And you're like, no, it says may. And then they go, uh-huh, judge, and calls a judge over. And then your judge just happens to be one of those few people probably that will rule it that you have to. Now, I would disagree with that ruling entirely, just as I believe Calder would also. That's what you just said. Yeah. But you just don't know. And that's what I'm trying to say. Nip that in the bud before it becomes a problem. That way you don't accidentally uh, – you say you're on like a click that you want to be on, and then you roll – and you end up on click number six, which, by the way, she only has super senses. And then they poison you to death, and they just got 65 points because you didn't want to have to roll the dial. That brings up a very good point about how to play this thing. If you decide to put Harley Quinn on your team, God bless your soul. You think that the dice are yours to command because this can go very south for you very fast. Uh, there's already, like, a huge unreliable thing that goes along with sealed like fact of the matter is this tournament i don't know how well i'm going to do i might pull really bad this adds another level of unreliableness and luck so if you yeah. really do want to run this piece be very smart on when you want to roll that uh this, geez, this is a finesse piece for sure it's a very luck finesse piece yeah 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 i mean i mean for placement purposes oh yeah because also, yeah. If, you, if you look at how her dial goes it's like oh you definitely want to be close the pretty much the whole time, except for one of the clicks is running shot, so you don't need to be, and I don't know, it could go either way. If the average damage in this game is three at this point, um, and you roll a four, five, or six, then you just put yourself into one shot KOing your own Harley Quinn, because she has no reducers. So... Good luck. That's a 50-50 chance. That's... You just put yourself into the instant KO. Yeah, I mean, I, I know I would not run this figure unless... Yeah, for 65 points, too, I think you can find better options. Unless, for some reason, you pull two suited henchmen in both your boosters, and you're like, well, I'm down a lot of points, and you have to run her, uh, then go for it. But otherwise, I would kind of put Harley Quinn on the, no, not going to do that. <laughs> I, if it were me, I would not play the figure. But I know that there's going to be a situation out there where someone feels like this is the best that they can make of their own situation is by playing and this figure. You and... don't have to roll. In my opinion, you don't have to roll. So that's stealth outwit always, which is uh -huh. bad. Yeah, that's so. not – I mean it's not good for a 65-point figure compared no. to the rest of this uh, set, but 
man, I don't, I don't know. Just ask your judge before you play it, and make sure. I'm, I'm guessing it'll rule just the way Calder and I have said that it probably will. But just in case, and then also, man, good luck to you. <laughs> oh. Uh, I'm going to talk about number 30, the J-Man. I really dig this. He's got Batman Enemy and all that other cool stuff, but he's a really solid tertiary attacker with running shot and energy explosion. He does have five range, but what I like, and something I really like to do in Sealed, is normally it's 300 points sealed, so you don't get a lot of actions, and there are a lot of low-point figures in this set, so I imagine you're going to want to have more actions. So what's cool is he just has leadership for his first three clicks as a special damage power, his leadership also comes with Perplex, but only to modify an attack value of a friendly character. He's friendly to himself, so he can make himself an 11. And with all of the normally about 17-ish defenses in this set, it can bump up a lot of those 10 attacks. But for me, Seal is, if you pull leadership, you kind of want to play it just to give yourself that one more action. It can really mean a difference. Uh, a figure that I don't think you have to worry about pretty much at all is going to be Commissioner Barbara Gordon. Uh, number 20, so we got another uncommon. She's got sidestep incapacitate with 10 attack, uh, 5 range with a power action that gives friendly characters with the police keyword. By the way, there are not very many of them in this set. Within range, can use improved targeting, ignores hindering terrain for this turn. Okay. And then she also has a special damage power that gives her leadership enhancement. She does have the police team ability, so that's kind of cool. She can minus somebody's defense, but overall, I just don't think she's that good. Uh, she's 35 points, so if you're sitting across the table and they're using a Commissioner Barbara Gordon, probably going to be one of the last pieces you try and target. Unless they just happen to be getting good with their incapacitate roles, then that might screw up your day. But other than that, yeah, I think she's something that you don't need to worry about. I think she's actually some pretty solid support. If her power, her power action thing, wasn't just police keyworded characters, I would say she's actually a really good pick for 35 points. Because that means all the Batman allies are now, you know, sitting around with their drawers down because now you can see through stealth. But since it's only police figures, I think that's what herself, maybe a Batman, and then. Uh, Renee Montoya. Harvey, Harvey, Harvey Dent, I think. Or not Dent, not Harvey Dent. Bullock, yeah. Uh, and Harvey's bad. Yeah, so no, bad. he's really bad, so you don't want to play him. Commissioner Gordon's not going to do much shooting. He's also an incapacitated lethal force guy. So, yeah, the police in this set aren't that amazing, just kind of like how the police in Gotham City aren't that amazing. Yeah, unfortunately. Oof, poor guys. Do you have any other figures you want to talk about? You know, I just, I just want to kind of say, there's a lot of good support. Every time I scroll back through the comments, I see the first... Four common figures that they all have perplex, except for Joker, he's got prod, but Poison Ivy for 40 points, perplex, Robin, 35, perplex, Batman, 50 points, perplex, and then Joker with the 30-point prod is just so disgusting to me. I, just, I love it so much. I'm going to be honest, I love the suited henchmen, especially for probably going to be constructed. I don't think they're amazing for sealed. To fill out five points is really awesome. But a really bad thing I found out while playing X-Men Sealed is that getting a bunch of the X-Students for only 15 to 25 points and then also pulling like a Moria McTaggart really makes it hard to fill out 300 points in a game. So just kind of be careful with that and just be aware that you have a lot of low-point figures in this set and you're going to be needing to run a Swarm team. Uh, that's about all I can say for more Sealed advice. There's, there aren't a lot of figures that are really like calling my name to really talk about them. 
So yeah, it's right in it. Okay, uh, last figure I do want to talk about, just because I think it's funny, uh, is going to be 46 Zeta, uh, which is from the Batman Beyond series, pretty sure. So uh, 85 points does have one of the only characters in this set with Invol. Uh, 17 defense in Dom, 8 speed with charge, 10 attack with a special attack power. It just gives him giant reach 3. That's the attack power, giant reach 3. Uh, special damage power that says modify attack by plus 1 and damage by negative 1, then make a close attack. Hit characters can't use attack powers until your next turn. Do you think that's optional? Because that doesn't read to me like it's optional. It doesn't it's, say may, and if it's, it's just... Let's so see, that, what number in the set is he? It's number 46. Or it, I guess, the robot. Yeah, so you have four squares that you're going to charge. You have giant reach three, so you can reach out three squares and add one to your attack, making it a whopping 11, but minus one to your damage, making it two damage for 85 points. Just does not seem like a good idea to me. So if that would have said free, modify attack by plus one and damage by negative one, I would say it's optional, but it doesn't look super optional just based on the way it's reading. But of course, if you don't say you're using that power, then I guess you're not using that power. Just like how I'm going to running shot and shoot you. Well, you didn't say running shot, pen blast, so you're not using pen blast. Kind of like that, maybe. Might be one of the characters you want to get your judge to look at before you start playing. You should playing. definitely ask. I agree. Um, and then it says hit characters can't use attack powers until your next turn. Um, there are a lot of characters in this set that don't have attack powers. I just wanted to point that out. Or if they have attack powers, they're not fantastic. So there's a lot of blades in the set that I've noticed. Yeah, so maybe I, I you want to get rid of that, but that's I kind of a crapshoot anyways. But there's so many characters that are blank. They're just naked, and then there's, like, some incapacitate. All that incapacitate, man. So there's only one person with Penetrating Psychic Blast I've seen so far, and that's Terry. Uh, yeah. So maybe if you don't want to get destroyed by Terry next turn, since this guy just has a vulnerability, go for him. But again, you don't know if you're going to face a Terry and a Guinness. So Zeta's just kind of meh. Just like a real cursory glance, I counted like eight figures off just right here that don't have attack powers top dial. Yeah. So that's not even going to do anything to eight, at least eight of the set. It's probably I guarantee you it's more than that, but that's at least eight. Now it, the set's pretty large, but eight out of like what seventy six or something like that. I don't know what is what's it sitting at. Well, you see, most of the there's like twenty three chases, so you got to think you're only really playing against forty things in the set. Yeah. Uh, speaking, no, it's like uh, speaking of that. 70, 73. 73. Uh, speaking of that, why did they make so many chases for this set? They gotta make all the super friends, Chris, I guess. Which they did not even do. Nope. So I'm guessing, and this is, I hope, I hope this is a thing. I want the next set chases to be the continuation of this set's chases. Oh, wow. Is that asking too much? Is that too crazy? Because, I mean, it, there's definitely a precedent of that happening in Heroclix. Look at your zombies, for example. That's true. So it could happen. But why is there not... There's not a Superman. We are missing three chases still. Okay. Um, so that's that's a thing, though, I guess. So we'll we'll see. I don't know. 
But that's all I've got for sealed advice. I really sincerely hope that helps some people out there. Uh, I wanted to get sealed advice out there before the actual set drops. allows you to prepare and look at the set before uh, it actually drops. Probably not a good idea to show up at your local shop and not have looked at all of the figures in the set before yeah. you, you, know, you start playing. Uh, that's, that's just a common saying, I would say, here in the Dial H. Absolutely. Okay. And if you do play Sealed, and you know, tell us how it goes. If you had a great time, if you found a piece that we didn't talk about who worked really well for you, you know, send us an email or message us on Facebook or Twitter and just tell us how certain figures worked for you or how much fun you had at your Sealed events for the Batman Animated Series release. Absolutely. Also, tell us what you won if you won something amazing. And then also, this is just for me personally, if you manage to make the Flash unbelievably useful in this set, please let me know that you demolished people with the Flash. <laughs> I want him to work so badly because I think he's so fun. And we talked about him a couple episodes ago, three episodes ago. Yeah. I just I want him to work so badly. So let me know if he did. You want to move on? Absolutely. Thanks for okay, good. let's go on to some community. There are dozens of us. Dozens! Every week, we, on Tuesdays, like to put out a community question on Facebook and on Twitter. This week, I actually put it on Reddit as well, just to garner a few more answers. But uh, the Community Tuesdays question, which we always encourage you to jump on there and answer. Be part of the community, because, well, we like when you guys are part of the community. Uh, this week's question was sticking with the theme of it being the 4th of July, which was, what is your favorite patriotic hero click and why? And if they haven't clicked them yet, who is your favorite patriotic fictional character? Let's start with you. Absolutely. Brian Poling on Facebook is kicking off with Captain Iron America, Cuz America. He is not the only one that said that. These are actually a lot of short answers, so that's why I wanted to reach out to Reddit as well. Um, but you personally, Calder. What would be your answer to this question? I also have to kind of agree with Brian Poling. I love Captain Iron America. He is Captain America, so he's got the shield. He's also holding an American flag in his right hand, which is waving, which is just so beautiful. And he already has a really cool, like, Iron Patriot-esque looking honor. And he plays really well. He's a solid figure. Uh, I, I, I really love the character so much. Okay. If I had to make a character, it's a patriotic character... I'm not going to stick inside of the United States for this. I'm actually going to jump up to our northern brethren uh, for Canada, and that's going to be Captain Canuck. Um, I think he's super funny, and I would love to see him made into Heroclick form. And also, if you're Canadian and I mispronounce that, then please berate me on Twitter, but only if you follow us first. <laughs> ha, got it in there. Um, that would be really funny, and I would really love to see that, but... Uh, let's go to the first answer on Twitter. That's going to be from uh, Superhero, Little Plastic Superhero. So the best patriotic sculpt goes to Captain Iron America, hands down. But, but for playability, I would have had a hard time choosing between Sidekick Knight OP Captain America and the common ADW Captain America. Have a safe and happy fourth, gentlemen. Thank you, sir. Um, but... Those are all fantastic Captain Americas. It, Those are amazing picks. If you have a uh, quick start, not a quick start kit, but a sidekick night Captain America, I'm still trying to get my hands on one. Hit me up, guys. Just saying. Anyway, <laughs> uh, Jacob Weaver on Facebook, U.S. agent from Nick Fury. Uh, that's certainly a different answer, and I can kind of dig it. 
he likes crazy Captain America, I guess. Yeah. Okay. All right. We have Vigilante Michael Miller said, Cap <laughs> Captain America, I've used either Old Man or Title Cap the most. My favorite sculpt has to be uh, Captain America 040, though. That shield throw is awesome. Is that the one where he's, it's the peanut base? Yes, with the bouncing off the big brick wall thing. Oh, yeah, for a long time before they made some of the newer Captain Americas, that was my de facto definitive Captain America. I loved it. I thought it was so good. The only thing I didn't like about it was having to go pick up your shields. Run and pick up your shields. So, That's, yeah, that was my problem. a little disappointing, but uh, good answers. Citizen Christian Bogan. Is it even a question, or is it rhetorical? Captain America, hands down, wins every time. Who's more patriotic and awesome than him? Answer, no one. <laughs> uh, so you didn't choose a specific Captain America, but I agree, you know, Christian Bogan, you're so right. Tyler Mirren then went on to say, reply to his comment, I mean, his shield is powered by freedom. <laughs> Love it. It's powered by freedom? I thought it was powered by, like, an adamantium carbon Shh. vibranium weed freedom. mix yep. thing going on? Yep. Archer Gaming said, I still love Civil War L.E. Cap. I believe that's the one where he's, like, deflecting Iron Man's uh, repulsor yeah. rays. Yeah, that one's pretty good. I can dig it, but he's kind of looking down at his shoes yeah, the entire true. time is my only well, problem with it. But he's no, I, bracing I really himself, like man. He's got... I... <laughs> he's standing uh, on the Rock of right. Freedom, okay? <laughs> Plymouth Rock. It's Plymouth Rock. Rock. Freedom Park. Uh, Alicaster, Ronnie Weenland, Captain America. Uh, so, once again, America. Uh, the newly anointed and appointed superfan and supervillain Seth Aaron, whose weekly Twitter name this week is Kevin Bacon in Friday the 13th. Uh, Iron America, for sure. There's nothing more patriotic than standing in armor with old glory by your side. Plus, Calder is going to take all the cool Captain America sculpts anyway. <laughs> and I, I do agree with you. Want me to tell you another cool Captain America sculpt? Marvel 10th anniversary, where he's jumping over sandbags. That's another. Doesn't one count. That's a you. scroll. Oh no! The uh, the other one is a scroll. Technically, I'm pretty sure that's a scroll, man. You. Uh, the the scroll one is on like some weird foresty thing. All right, all right. I'm gonna look it yeah, up. All, I'm gonna look it up, but you keep going. Debate me. Oh, debate me about Captain America. That's probably true. Superhero <laughs> or supervillain. Lucas Tom Van Holland, just to make him angry. Uh, Iron America was boss. Man, it's almost like people love that sculpt or something. Eric <laughs> Eric the Red said they need to click the Captain Canuck. Yeah. Oh, oh look at that. I, also, I'm I'm 99.9% .9 sure he's Canadian. So, not not well, obviously Captain. I, I, mean, I meant Eric the Red. I'm pretty sure he's <laughs> Canadian. He really likes Canada for this American guy. I'm like, okay, Captain Canuck. I really just like Canada. I really wish I was Canadian. Anyway, uh, David uh, Cologne, the motorized patriot. I finally got to see one of those in person. And I kind of have to agree. It looks really awesome. Oh, I love that thing so much. I wish they would have made it so much better. Top dial 9 attack is like a joke. It's so funny. Yeah, it was hard to work with. Uh, one from Tiemu, our man from Finland. Detroit Steel! What's more patriotic oh. than stars and stripes painted on massive armor with chainsaws and mini gun? And what was I talking about again? <laughs> Forgot how awesome Detroit Steel is. Oh man, I gotta figure that out. Tmu, real question, because I apparently don't take the time to research this kind of stuff. I assume that there has got to be Finnish superheroes. So hit me up with who that might be and who you would like to see clicks. 
of that variety, I think that would be interesting. I think it's a power called like Chainsaw Freedom Two or something. Any, anyway, Chainsaw uh, Freedom. Uh, Tyler Muren. I mean, is there really even another answer? Avengers assemble super Captain America. Although we need a cap that can ricochet his shield and almost do any attack, like the Chase Yondu. But, you know, if he misses, the attack stops some. So he, he really digs the uh, super Captain America based on a really good comic run. Well, hold on, hold on. Is that that's the Hickman run, right? Uh, that's the yeah. When it's coming back to him, that's the Marvel now. Run. Yeah, but. No, that really? He liked that sculpt? I hated that sculpt. That was the reason I did not get that Captain America. Uh, with the shield floating yeah, back. Yeah, like, it doesn't it look to me like a shield is coming back to him. It looks like a shield is firing fire <laughs> out of the side <laughs> of it. That's what it looks like to me. Never even thought of that one. Um, we have Citizen Collectible said, Favorite, Ameridroid. The mind of a Nazi scientist obsessed, obsessed with Cap is trapped in a giant Captain America robot. Unclick's favorite character, Super Patriot, extreme right-wing nut job who would fight Captain America and take his job before becoming U.S. agent. We got two people that want U.S. agent. I mean, U.S. agent is awesome, and I do kind of want a Super Patriot version of U.S. agent. That's I can dig that. Is, can that, dig is that. that Paul Walker? Is that the same guy? It's not Paul Walker, because Paul Walker is from the Fast and Furious movies. No, this is John, John Walker. Walker. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Good call. Uh, Bradley, yeah. Uh, Bradley Hickey, my roommate and I have three faves. The WizKids Marvel 003 Punisher. That's the Punisher in Cap's sort of pseudo costume with the two guns. Okay. And the Captain America Sentinel. And then the Amira Droid. Uh, he's like going big or go home, man. Okay. His picks. Uh, we, <laughs> I already mentioned him before, but Archer Gaming replied twice. As an Englishman, we need a good modern Captain Britain. But as it is the USA, I love Cap L.E. from Civil War. Um, actually, I am a huge fan of Captain Britain. One, Britain is my last name. It's spelled different, but it's my last name, kind of. So I always liked Captain Britain because I'm like, eh, whatever. But I did get around to read the entire uh, run of Excalibur, the first volume of Excalibur. There's like 108 issues or something like that. I really like Captain Britain. He's a pompous jerk. He's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, keeping up with the, like, the Britain thing, this is just my opinion. I really like the Union Jacks from Nick Fury. Oh. So, like, you, I know I'm really like, yeah, I got Britain, but I really love, like, especially the Monster Hunter Union Jack is really fun to play. I like him, too. Good call. Peter Zachary, I have to agree with several people that it's Captain Iron America, but someday I would like to have the amalgam of the Super Soldier made. I won't hold my breath on it. Super Soldier is really cool. It's Captain America mixed with Superman. Uh, I dig the Super Soldier. It meshes their costumes very well. I don't like that the S is his shield, but that's just because I hate Superman. But no, I do agree. Super Soldier is a really sick-looking character, and I would love to have one someday. All right. Mr. Clicks Flicks just replied with one word, Cap. So I'm going to skip to the next one. Chris Kurtz, he was on last episode. If you did not get a chance to listen to that, going back, you can listen to his interview. He said, Guardian from Alpha Flight. So he's uh, going up to Canada. Sweet. I love that. Uh, Captain Britain from Excalibur and um, Sunfire, maybe. I didn't even think to uh, choose Sunfire. That's actually a really good point. He does have the Japanese uh, oh, rising yeah. sun on, on his costume. So that makes, duh, a lot of sense. Um, so, yeah. And I also, I really like Sunfire as a character. He's also a pompous jerk in the comics. There, I think that there is there's a trend here 
of characters that I like are all jerks. Maybe it's a reflection. Anyways, uh, chance of call. <laughs> uh, Captain Iron America. The only way you can get more American is if the sculpt include beer and monster trucks. Oh, fireworks. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> Don't mention monster trucks. That's what's gonna. I'm always gonna think of. Uh, okay. Uh, the last answer I have on Twitter is gonna be from Enrageous. Says Captain Iron America looks so great. I need him to finish my Civil War list. Man, I'm missing way more than that. I'm. Actually, good job on getting the rest of the set. <laughs> uh, Sarge uh, U- Ushiha, I think. Uh, Captain America. For, uh, he said Infinity War. I hope he means Avengers Infinity. Yeah, I really think that's cool, too. It's cool. Space Cap. Uh, we're going to go over to Reddit. We have JJ Xanadu. said, how can you go wrong with Captain Iron America? And then he went into kind of what the dial does. But he says... Plus, he's holding and waving an American flag. All he needs is a hot dog in one hand and apple pie in the other, and he would explode from all the patriotism. That's beautiful. Uh, Abel Alvarado, definitely Captain Iron America, beautiful sculpt, patriotic suit. He's holding the flag, a little hefty at 175, but you can't put a price on freedom. You, can, you can't. That's so you can't. much. Sound wave no. for win, said... Every year, I would run a team around the countertop uh, IH Thunderbolt Ross and his airstrike. So it's uh, Incredible Hulk. I would throw in various Murica elements, ranging from Detroit Steel, Captain Iron America, to the pa- the Pym Tank at 150, and a ton of soldiers. This year's version of Murica will definitely include the new Red Hulk from the U.S. Avengers. Nice. Can dig it. Uh, Jeff Polier. The game Marvel Puzzle Quest created an alternate Captain America that is Peggy Carter. She's recently been introduced to the comics, and I'd love to see her in Click's form. He then replies with a picture of her, and she looks really cool. I can take it. Oh, I didn't. I did not even know that, but that's interesting. Uh, and the last response that I have from Reddit is going to be from Dapper Apples. It said, "Crisis number thirty-five, Uncle Sam." How are How are you the only person that remembered that that was actually a hero click? But yes, good call. All right, got a few more on Facebook. I'll go through. James Craddock, ADW Common, Captain America. 50 points of everything you need in the Captain America. I, I do really like the Captain America. David Herberger is now our second person to say, Uncle Sam is ready to punch anybody who is unpatriotic or mentions his tight pants. Uncle Sam, his sculpt, he has oddly long legs with incredibly tight pinstripe pants. But I love it all the same. He's rolling up his sleeves, getting ready to hit people. Eric Caves, I'll be honest, I'm not a huge, you know, Stars and Stripes guy, but... My most American figure has got to be my Captain America Sentinel. I only purchased, you know, one of that Sentinel of sorts. So he's like, he goes into like a really long list of things. And if you ever look at it, you'll understand why I'm not going to say it all. But he really likes the Ameritron as Retaliator. And he likes all sorts of different Captain America pieces. So he really enjoys quite a bit. Uh, I want to go a little throw out to a character who's not necessarily, and this is just me talking, patriotic. But that's Orphan from the Ecstatics of the Deadpool set. He's... Uh, headlines card that he comes with is Uncle Sam, like the classic picture of Uncle Sam pointing at you, saying, "I want you to play Heroclix." And I, I just, I love that card so much. I have it in one of my deck boxes that has a window. So if you have an orphan or somebody, if you want to try to get one, just to get that really cool Uncle Sam, I want you to play Heroclix card. Uh, check that out. I, I really dig it. And that is all on Facebook. Okay. Well, thank you everyone that wrote in, like you normally do. Those of you that do. And if this is the first time writing into Dial H, we really do appreciate 
you being part of the community this week. So hope to hear from you again in the future, but let's move on to uh, birthdays this week. I don't know of any birthdays this week. You didn't happen to get any, did you? I did not. It was America's birthday, Chris. It was America's (laughs) birthday. All right. Well, if you do have a birthday coming up as part of the Dial H for Heroclix birthday calendar, uh, just let us know when it is and who you are. We'll give you a shout-out on the podcast, and that can go out to not only yourself but people in your uh, local local gaming shop, your judge, other players, stuff like that, and they'll get an official Dial H for Heroclix Arabian birthday. Uh, don't forget to check out the calendar the, for comic book trivia. That is only on uh, going to be on Twitter. Uh, I like to post uh, the daily ones that I get every day that I actually work. Some days I miss, and that's because it's my day off. I'm not bringing that calendar home every time I, I come home. So, huh. Yeah, that's, that's just my laziness. That one's on me. Um, oh, I did want to give a uh, correction, which, by the way, if we do get things wrong from time to time, you do want to correct us. You are more than welcome to write in on Facebook. Just search us on, on uh, Facebook at Dial H for Heroclix. On Twitter, we are Dial H for Heroclix. That is the number four. Or you can send us an email like Wes did at Gmail, uh, Dial H for Heroclix at gmail.com to give us a correction. Uh, Ronnie, Ronnie Wineland said that the Ronnie from Twitter is not him. It's two different Ronnies. So apparently we have two different Ronnies. Uh, adding to the list of duplicate name people that we have on this podcast. I, we have like five different Millers that listen to us and write in sometimes. So we apologize on getting your guys' last names mixed up sometimes. <laughs> we try. <laughs> we try. Okay. Uh, I don't think that I have anything else. Do you have anything, Caller? No, Chris. I believe that's all. And I'm ready to read us out of here. All right. As a reminder, Dial H for Heroclix is brought to you by CoolStuffInc.com, where you can find cool stuff in stock every day, including all the latest Heroclix singles and sealed products. Check them out at CoolStuffInc.com. Bye, guys. Happy trails. My, 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 my style.